bestie. Welcome or welcome back to the Bold and Badass podcast. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm fired up that you're here because I am so tired of women feeling inadequate for not being further along in life and like they're crazy or ungrateful even for wanting more. On this show, I'm going to help you cut through the noise, turn your setbacks into your success story, and become the most bold and badass version of you. I'm talking about calling in the most exciting opportunities, experiences, and people into your life and claiming the abundance that is your birthright. So if you're ready to make some serious magic happen, grab your coffee and water and let's fucking go. Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me another week. I'm really excited for this topic. I am sounding a little nasally right now because I'm coming off of being sick for the last five days or so. I'm also very anti-medication, so I have been thugging it out. (laughs) I've got some kind of upper respiratory thing going on, lots of mucus and just pressure in my head. Um, so I've been just drinking lots of water, hot tea, like taking hot showers, trying to just clear out naturally. And I have been doing that. I've been clearing out, but it hasn't been pretty and I'm struggling to breathe. So (laughs) if you hear me pausing for like deep breaths during this episode, that's why don't judge me. All right. So I also just got back from my first ever staycation at the beginning of 2024. Y'all know I like to set yearly goals. I do yearly, quarterly, monthly, and even weekly goals. But at the beginning of 2024, one of my relationship goals was to implement the two by two by two formula, the two, 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 however you want to call that. But basically it's every other week we do a date night. Every other month we do a staycation and every other year we do a week long or more getaway, just the two of us. And we pretty much do that yearly. So that one's not a problem, but the date night every other week and the staycation every other month, that's going to take some real intentionality from the both of us. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to help us really deepen our connection and really just have intentional quality time because it can be really easy to get caught up in work and personal projects and everything else going on in our day-to-day. And if we aren't very intentional, we end up falling on the back burner. Like our relationship can kind of take a back seat. And that's not what we want. We want to prioritize our relationship. So we made that priority or that intention for this year. And we just got done with our first ever staycation. We stayed 20 minutes down the street at a hotel and we did dinner, movie, we did a little shopping and watched the Super Bowl together. And it was super fun. And I'm really excited for the next one. Isaiah planned the first one, but I'm planning the next one in April. So if you're in or around the DFW area, and you have any recommendations, any cute hotels or fun like date night activities, please drop it, slide in my DMs on Instagram and let me know your recommendations because I want to plan something super cool. All right. So the topic for this week is super important. It's one of my favorites. It's back to basics. And it's almost so simple of a concept. They're going to be like, well, duh, Lacey, like, That's not that big of a thing. It's not rocket science. But yet so many of us don't do it that I need to just drive home how important this concept is. So I'm going to start it off with a story and you'll probably be able to figure out the concept before I finish the story. But the story is going to really help drive the point home and hopefully help you make that connection a little better, that mental connection. 
So there were two actively addicted smokers that were wanting to quit smoking. And when offered a cigarette, we'll, we'll call them person A and person B. When offered a cigarette, person A said, oh, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit. And person B, when offered a cigarette, said, no, thank you. I don't smoke. Now, who do you think was able to successfully quit? Boom. That was really short and sweet. The point behind that is that the words we choose to describe our experience matter so much more than you realize. Our brains are very highly intelligent, but they're also very simple-minded. They don't want to work very hard. They don't want to put in too much effort, expend too much energy to try to figure out what type of decisions they want to make and what kind of behaviors they want to carry out. Because what happens is anytime we have a thought, that thought triggers an actual chemical within the body, which then influences the way you feel. So our brains, they want some kind of identity or blueprint to live by. They want an answer sheet or a cheat code of sorts that they can make quick and, e quick and easy decisions based off of. So because of that, we have to be very intentional and very careful about what identity we reinforce. And we do that with our words, with the words that we choose. So if one of the things that you want to transform in your life is your self-confidence, and maybe up to now you have struggled with that, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you probably say things like this to yourself. God, you're so stupid. Ugh, why did you do that? Oops, I did it again because I'm a fuck up like that. Same shit, different day. Ugh, I'm so ugly. Ugh, I'm so fat. I'm so lazy. I'm a lazy piece of shit. I'm so dumb. Way to go, Lacey, but with a sarcastic-ass attitude. Any of that sound familiar? Am I in your head? Well, there's a reason you're struggling to feel more self-confidence. It's because you keep reinforcing this negative pattern, this negative narrative within your body. Because every time you affirm something like that to yourself, you're just validating that that's your experience. Your brain is like, yep, that's who she is. That's the feeling we're going to keep creating because that's the identity of this person, of this body. You're just reinforcing the low self-esteem, the low confidence. So if you want to feel more confident, then you need to start lifting yourself up instead. You're not going to get away with self-deprecation around me. I don't do that. We don't tell ourselves we're so ugly. We're so fat. We're so dumb. We're such a fuck up. We don't do any of that. We're our biggest hype girl. When we walk past a mirror, we look at ourselves and say, damn girl, she cute. We speak highly of ourselves. When we make mistakes, we don't put ourselves down. We congratulate ourselves for being brave, for taking a chance, for showing up. And we remind ourselves that we're learning and that every rep counts. Every rep we put in contributes to our experience. And experience comes with practice. And the more we practice, the better we'll get. So it's not a negative or a disempowering experience. You wouldn't tell a baby that's learning to crawl that they're so fucking clumsy or stupid every time they fall or trip over themselves. You wouldn't tell a toddler who's trying to ride a bike that they're such a fuck up or they're dumb or they're destined for failure every time they fall off the bike. No, you'd congratulate them for being brave, for putting in the work, for trying their best. Treat yourself the same way. If you want to create a deeper connection with your spouse, stop harping on the mistakes they've made. Look, I'm talking to myself here too. Where focus goes, energy flows. And what you focus on, you create more of. So if you're only focused on the things that are going wrong, the things they're doing wrong, saying wrong, 
everything wrong, you are only going to notice the things that they are doing wrong because your brain will literally stop making you aware of anything else besides what you keep reinforcing. So start focusing on and bringing attention to the positive things instead. Every time they say something you like, say thank you. Say, I love it when you say that. I appreciate you saying things like that to me. When they do something you like, something that's helpful for you or sweet, something you want them to do more often, show them your appreciation when they do do it. Speak life into them. That's not just changing the experience for you in your head and in your body. That's also creating a positive experience and a positive spiral for them. When they do that thing, they get showered with appreciation and gratitude. It makes them want to do that more often. But don't wait around for them to say that one thing or do that one thing for you to start pouring in your love and affection, appreciation. Start now and you're going to cultivate more of that within your relationship. If you want to attract more money or abundance into your life, then you've got to stop saying things like, money doesn't grow on trees. I can't afford that. We're not all trust fund babies out here in these streets. While some of these are just brush off throwaway comments, they really do make a difference. You are programming the belief that money is limited and that it's not meant for people like you. You are programming that belief and therefore programming the feeling of lack and limitation. And your actions and outcomes will be a reflection of that. You need to start thinking and speaking as if you already have it instead. Now, here's the thing with choosing your thoughts wisely. You don't have to lie to yourself or make up some crazy statement that isn't currently true or that you could never believe to be true. We're not just saying positive affirmations here. You're literally just shifting your negative and disempowering thoughts into more positive and more empowering thoughts. It's said that we have over 60,000 thoughts a day and the vast majority of those thoughts are negative, like over 80% of them naturally. We're conditioned to be that way. Originally for survival and over time through programming and learned behaviors by our family, friends, and the people that raised us. But as you can probably see, that's a huge problem. Like 60,000 thoughts is a lot of fucking thoughts. And you're telling me over 80% of them are negative? It's no fucking wonder we're miserable and everybody hates existing. It's hard enough that we're fighting to survive in this economy, this way of life that we have created over time as a society. But you mean to tell me we're also fighting ourselves? Which, let's be honest, most of us are our own biggest critics. For most of us, the worst thing that's ever been said to us is set things that we said to ourselves. And that's a problem. When I first became aware of this, I was so mind blown. I had just started learning about how to rewire the brain and I wanted to try it on one specific thing. I used to hate rating and I wanted to learn how to love rating because all the people I looked up to, all the successful people I wanted to be like, that I admired, they all loved reading. They all attributed a large part of their success to the books they've read and the mentors they've learned from, which many of whom have written books. And I desperately wanted to create something in my life to be proud of and that felt like success for me. So I wanted to learn how to rewire my brain to love reading. So I started by transforming my thoughts around reading. First, I bought a handful of books that I thought I might be interested in based on the title and the description. And then every time I picked up a book before opening it, I would affirm to myself, I am learning to love reading. I am learning to be a good reader. When I read this book, I'm going to learn something that is going to change my life forever. 
when I finish reading this book, my life will be positively changed. I would say things like this over and over every time I picked up a book. And wouldn't you know it, over time, I genuinely started to love reading. I got better at reading. I got quicker at reading. Now I have a whole monthly budget for books. I read literally every day. It's a sacred practice for me. And it has transformed my life. When I saw this work, like really freaking work, I was like, holy shit. What else can I rewire? What else can I transform? And then I set out on a transformation journey and never looked back. Today, approximately four years after I started reframing my thoughts, I am the most joyful and grateful person that I know. I'm extremely positive naturally, not in a forced kind of way, not in a way where you want to roll your eyes and you're like, shut up. It's genuine. It's from the heart. I truly feel like such a positive person. And it's because I programmed myself to be that way. I can confidently say that of my 60 plus thousand thoughts a day, over 80% of them are positive and uplifting, not the other way around. I've completely transformed my thinking, my foundational emotion, and my way of being, and my outcomes, which all roots back to my thoughts. I live in a state of gratitude. As a matter of fact, I don't know if there's any way to actually track this, but if there were, if you could track all 60,000 of my thoughts in a day, I would be willing to bet big money that at least 30,000 of my thoughts are these two simple words, thank you. If not half, it's gotta be super close. But it wasn't always this way. I programmed myself to think this way and I've programmed myself to feel this way. And because of that, I'm a lot more confident. I feel a lot more connected in my relationships, and I attract so much more abundance in my life, every area of my life. And I feel like this is one of those things where once you get it, you can never not get it. Once it clicks for you, once you see it work in your life and play out in a positive way, you will never want to go back. So the key takeaway for this episode is the word reframe. Every single time you have a negative or a disempowering thought, I want you to take a pause and consider how you can reframe that thought into something positive or more uplifting. And again, it doesn't have to be a night and day difference where you feel this way currently, you want to feel this way, but the gap between A and B is so far that you don't actually be believe that B is true or that B could be true. All you need to do is make a two millimeter shift. It wasn't an immediate I hate reading to I love reading. It started at I hate reading. It went to I am learning to love reading. I am learning to be a good reader. I am getting better at reading. I am learning to be a faster reader. I am getting faster at reading. I am learning something new every time I read. I am learning something new that will positively transform my life every time I read. Then I love reading. And then reading has transformed my life, my entire freaking life. You see all the two millimeter shifts I made to get from I hate reading to I love reading. How can you apply that into an area of your life that is not living up or that is not quite where you want it to be? But you feel like from where you're starting out to where you want to be is so far apart and you can't even fathom being where you want to be in this very moment right now. It just doesn't even sound realistic. It would feel like a bold-faced lie. Instead of thinking from the end goal, what is a small two-millimeter shift you can make that would be true, would be accurate, but would still be empowering? 
at least more empowering than your current narrative, your current belief. That's how you want to approach this. So your action step for this week is you're going to keep a running list. You can do this in a notebook or in the notes app on your phone, but you're going to keep a running list of common thoughts or narratives that pop up for you throughout the week. You really just want to start becoming aware. Pay attention to the programs that you're running because 95% of this is subconscious. You're not even aware of it until you bring awareness to it. And most of the time, we don't even think to do this until somebody else points it out to us. So I'm pointing it out for you right now. Now you're going to be more aware of it this week. And as you start noticing some thought patterns, some identity patterns, that you're running, you're gonna write them down. Over the next few days, you're gonna start noticing some repeated thoughts, some repetitive narratives. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna choose a new, more empowering narrative to replace that narrative with. So that every time that old narrative comes up, when you notice it because you're more aware now, you're going to replace it with the new belief or the new narrative. So every time you think, oh, I'm so bad at this, you're gonna say, stop, stop, stop. No, I'm not. I am learning to be good at this. I am putting in the reps to get better at this. I am learning to master this. However you want to frame it so that it's empowering for you. You're just going to start replacing those thoughts. And over time, this is not an overnight process, but over time, that new narrative, that positive thought, that empowering way of thinking, that's just who you're going to become. That's going to be who you are your new identity, but it's a very intentional process. It doesn't happen by accident. At times it may feel forced and that's okay. That's normal, but you wouldn't expect to walk into a gym and make a hundred free throws in a row if you've never shot a basketball before in your life, or if you have, but very inconsistently and sporadically, you've got to put in the reps. It's not going to look perfect at first. Don't beat yourself up. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself the space to make mistakes, to learn, to grow and be your own biggest hype girl. Celebrate yourself every time you make the positive reframe. Every time it clicks for you, celebrate that shit. It reinforces the new way of thinking. It drives home the new narrative that much more until eventually it becomes your new way of being. All right? I hope this was helpful for you. This simple mindset upgrade has truly made such a big difference in my life and is where all the transformations I've made in my life started. So give it a go and don't say that you're going to try. This is another big one that you've got to stop saying. There's no such thing as try. There's only I am doing or I am not doing. I am or I am not. When you say the word try, you're going to try something. You'll try and see what you can do. That little sneaky word try That's an out for you. That's leaving the door open. That's letting yourself off the hook. When you say you're going to try something, your brain's not stupid, okay? Your brain knows damn well that means that you don't fully intend. You're not fully on board. And because of that, there's a good chance you're going to give up or you're not going to follow through. So either do this action step or don't. But if you intend on doing it, if you intend on learning how to reframe negative thoughts into positive and powerful thoughts, then say you are going to do it and approach it with the confidence and the assertiveness that this is what's happening, not this is what I'm going to try and see. (laughs) Okay? Okay. With love. Now, I have a goal that I want to share with you for the podcast. I'm going for my first 95-star reviews. One, because it helps the show's findability with the algorithm. 
And two, because it helps confirm that the things we're talking about on this show truly are helping and making a difference in your life. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's how can you expect to receive that which you didn't ask for? So if you can find it in your heart, or if anything I've said in this or any other episode has made a difference in your life or impacted you in a positive way, would you please go and leave me a five-star review? On Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and a review. On Spotify, at this time, you can only leave a rating. But both are helpful, and I am so, so appreciative and grateful for any amount of support that you feel inspired to give. At the very least, send me a DM on Instagram, at Lacey and let me know the biggest takeaway that you got from this message. What's one thing that made you stop and think get a little curious, or helped you have a full-on breakthrough moment. I love, love, love hearing these stories. They impact me so much more than you know. They keep me lit up about the work I'm doing, and they also act as market research. They help me to understand the topics and the conversations that you really care about and that are important to you, so I can keep pouring into you and hopefully making a huge difference in your life. All right. I love you so much. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. And queen, give yourself a high five for showing up and committing to be the best version of yourself for you and your people. You are such a badass for that. If you got anything good from this episode, would you send the love back by DMing me on Instagram at boldlylacy, letting me know exactly which part resonated with you? These types of messages empower me to keep showing up, and they also help me understand the types of conversations you really care about. All right, bestie, we'll talk again soon, but for now, it's time for you to step up and start being the badass that we both know you are. 